Welcome back to another episode of Lost in the Shuffle. I am Peter, and I'm here with a special guest today. We got Jack from Daily Dose of Baseball. What's up, Jack? What's going on, brother? Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, Jack. I found your stuff on TikTok. I love TikTok, and you were put in my algorithm because you do a lot of baseball stuff. You do a lot of uh, questions and controversial issues that you talk about. You give your opinion on those. So I thought it'd be mm-hmm. a great idea to uh, bring you in, and we can have our own discussion about it. Sounds good. So, Jack, where did your where'd your love for for baseball come from? Because you started this account, you have you know on TikTok, you have a lot of followers. You're growing very rapidly, and uh, it's yeah, daily dose of baseball. So, what is that? Uh, where'd you get that love for baseball from? My love from for baseball probably started when I was like five years old and like as most huge like lifelong baseball fans probably get their love from they started playing baseball when they were really young uh I started playing baseball when I was I think six or seven years old um and then I stopped for a while and I started back up again when I was in middle school and then I played through high school and I've just had a huge love for the game of baseball I've been trying to learn more about the analytics side of baseball because I'm not the most informed about that um but I'm a huge Orioles fan I've grown up watching you know, like Adam Jones, Chris Davis, Manny Machado, when he was on the Orioles, J.J. Hardy, guys like them. And I fell in love with Camden Yards and my love for baseball has just grown from there. And yeah, I just started on TikTok because I saw a lot of, you know, baseball TikTokers making like incredible content. Um, And, you know, I just figured why not? Might as well just see what happens. And um, yeah, here we are. Yeah, well, you're doing great. What I like is um, you will say, you know, here is a controversial issue that might piss a lot of people off. And it's just you there. I think you, I thought it would be great if, you know, you could have someone to debate that with, because I think you could see a lot of both sides on everything. And I love when people have opposing ideas, because I think that's where you learn the most is when two people disagree Absolutely. on things and you say why you disagree and coming from two different sides, as opposed to just, yeah, I agree with that. So let's get into some stuff, Jack. Okay. I went through your TikTok and I looked at a lot of your, uh, the questions that you had. So first one I saw here, we're going to say Astros World Series was legit because it was a league-wide issue in regards to the sign ceiling thing. So what is your position on that? My position on that? Oh, we're starting off with a good one. All right. Um, My position on that is that I definitely don't think the Astros should keep their title. I mean, as like most baseball fans, I mean, obviously they're going to have their title. Uh, they won it in 2017. So I guess there's really not much we can do. I mean, we can, as baseball fans, we can say as much as we want that, you know, they stole signs and they quite literally did. I mean, John Boy Media first broke that news. And when I first saw it, it was clear as day. And I'm not quite sure how no one else saw it beforehand. And considering it was used in the World Series, um, that's just disappointing. Honestly, it doesn't matter if it's a league wide issue at that point. I mean, like, if like a team like the Orioles were to do it, no one would blink an eye. Like, no one would care. But if a team that's like contending for a World Series did it and they didn't necessarily need to do it in order to win a ton of games, because they probably would have won like maybe 10 less games if they didn't do it, because they were a great team that year anyway. But the fact that they did it and they were contending for a World Series, I think changes things a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because if like a non-contending team did it, it wouldn't matter. It's almost like if you see like a homeless person stealing from a store, you're like, oh, like they probably need it as opposed to someone who's really rich stealing from a store. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? Why are you stealing? You have the money. 
like, like yeah, you're good. You're good, man. You have the talent. Like you said, like if you saw the Baltimore Orioles doing it, yeah, it'd be like, oh, poor them. Like they're looking for all the help they can get, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, also, no, too, is I I think they got off a lot easier than than they should have, too, right? If you're gonna you're gonna be the face of a scandal, I mean, what were the repercussions that came with that? And exactly kind of like what the, what you said is, oh, you're going to take it away. You already won it. Like you already had your celebration. That's already done. What You can take away the physical trophy, I guess. But I mean, what are, what are we doing? You're not losing anything. None of them have. Right. And look at Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is going to get probably a $300 million contract. So how is that even right? Like he's one of the, the poster child for it that was behind all this. And he is being rewarded a couple years later with a huge contract. Exactly. And, but my, but the, at the other side of it, how do you punish those guys? Like, how do you directly punish the players who benefited from it? Because you could say everyone benefited from it. I mean, people are going to say that Altuve didn't. I'm not so sure about that because people are saying he might have used the buzzer. People are saying he didn't use the buzzer. And then the controversy of why didn't he take a shirt off when he was celebrating, you know, he like kept it on. He was like, oh, I'll keep my shirt on. But if he didn't use a buzzer, like, I, I don't know. There's just so much, there's so many layers on top of that issue. Where if you sit down and you really talk about it, there really is no way to punish all of them because there's just, in my opinion, there's just not an adequate punishment for it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the manager and their general manager were both fired. They're both still in the league. Lunau is probably going to return to the Astros at some point if he already didn't. I mean, if he already did, because then he was suspended for a year. Mm-hmm. AJ Hinch is on the Tigers. So it's not like he got punished really like that much. And the Tigers weren't even a bad team last year. Right. Like they were a very like middle of the pack team. So it's not like he's suffering that much. I mean, obviously, you know, he's not on a winning organization right now, but they really didn't suffer many repercussions other than their top two minds on the organization being fired. And they also got out of it too, because 2020, nobody was at baseball games. So it's like, if if you're not going to handle it in-house, like Rob Manfred should have done, he wanted cooperation. So he gave everybody a free pass. Everyone gets a free pass. Just tell me how you did it and nothing will happen. Okay. So now you (laughs) didn't handle it in-house. Now guess who's going to handle it? The pitchers. And other teams, now you're going to get it our way. And that's even like a more dangerous kind of way as opposed to saying like you're suspended for a year or whatever have you. That could have been all avoided. But now you got fans, players taking it into their own hands. And it's like a, like their kind of justice, you know? Right. Right. And now they're going down the route of uh, let's just injure the Astros, you know? And honestly, like, I guess hitting Altuve, you know, it's like a momentary. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Can I curse? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to curse from that. Yeah, way. it's free. Go ahead, okay. you're good to go. Okay, it's like you can hit Altuve as much as you want, but in the end, like you'll get like a momentary. Yeah, fuck yeah, we finally got him. But like, I didn't really do anything. Yeah, right. like they're they're not going to receive any punishment. If anything, the pitchers are going to receive punishment mm-hmm. for hitting them, even though you know the Astros arguably did something much much worse. But it also comes down to now there's not many of those returning Astros on that active roster in 2022. There's right. Maybe like five left. And those are maybe like the core guys. Yeah. And you can't really blame the pitchers. You can't blame on the Astros. You can't blame anybody other than the offense, except there's not much of an offense left. Right. You know, like, they, like at that point, it just kind of fades out of relevancy because it already happened and there's not much else you can do at that point. Right. And that's the thing too, is that most of the people that were there, like you said, are gone. So it's kind of the moment has already passed and um, that's just kind of is what it is. And it's just going to be one of those blemishes um, on their, on the record. And I think that follows them. Hopefully that follows them with them because I've seen a lot of other players um, 
you know, banned for a lot less. I mean, in my mind, Pete Rose, who, you know, gambled and stuff, and he won't find his way in the Hall of Fame because of that. So that is that. Um, So that's first issue. How about this one? There should be a universal DH. I agree. I think there should be. I mean, they tried it out in 2020, and I'd say it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you could definitely see like a, a bit of a more balance between the American League and the National League because the only difference between the two leagues is pitchers hit and there's a designated spot for hitters. So I think if you balance it, that'll do something. But then that's but then on the other end, because I see both issues to this, or both sides to this issue rather, the only difference between the American League and the National League is in one league, pitchers hit, and the other one, there's a designated hitter. So like, what's the difference between the two leagues then? You know, like, uh, I, I mean, other, I think it's safe to say a lot of old heads and a lot of older baseball fans would really love pitchers to hit, but there are so many injuries that come from pitchers hitting. Like we saw a Ryan Vogel song of like a few years ago, like, like a long, a few, like seven or eight years ago, have his career ended because he got hit by a pitch in the head. Mm-hmm. And he was like, a, he was a good major league pitcher. We saw Masahiro Tanaka pull both of his hamstrings running mm-hmm. when he was hitting. Like, both of his hamstrings. We saw, uh, what else did we see? We, we really see a lot of other major injuries other than that. I'm sure there's other ones that I'm forgetting. But the point still stands. There's a lot of in- pitcher injuries that come from that. But at the same time, do we want to sacrifice Madison Bumgarner crushing home runs? Like, we loved, we loved seeing that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't even say the injuries is that big of a part of it. I think it's just a part of if you are trying to improve the game and grow the game. Nobody in general, I would say 80 something percent of people and fans do not care to see pitchers hit, right? There is that 10% or whatever there. Yeah. You do want to see a Madison Bumgarner bomb or the one time Bartolo Colon hits a home run, you know, but 90% (laughs) after that, it's like, do I want to see Kyle Hendricks at bat trying to bunt or swinging? It's like, no, I don't. I'd rather have a premier bat in there to elevate the game, more hits, more Mm -hmm. home runs, whatever that is. So, and I am a baseball purist. Like I like baseball at its purest form. I don't like a lot of change. Besides this rule, I'm okay with this doesn't bother me. Um, other rules about, you know, the three pitcher minimum, a clock on the pitcher, those things really piss me off. I, I don't want to see those implemented in baseball at all. But when it comes to a universal DH, I'm okay with that. I think that doesn't really mm-hmm. affect too much. Pitchers should pitch. They shouldn't have to worry about hitting. But then, um, yeah, at least you're going to get a higher a higher quality of a, of a full lineup out of nine batters, you know? Right. And I think what, what you what you touched on with the uh, the, um, the three batter minimum rule for the pitcher, that rule, in my opinion, the only major thing that did to change the game was eliminate the lefty specialist because yeah. we don't see any in the league anymore. We don't see any guys like um, Oliver Perez anymore. He retired. We don't see any guys like Adam Kolarik, who literally was just in to face lefties. We don't see that anymore. So mm-hmm. if anything, that rule change killed a lot of jobs for pitchers. Yeah. So. I, I really do think that rule did much more like harm than good, in my opinion. And you're taking um, position, you're taking moves from managers that they can't make. So, you know, when you're, when you say, okay, well, how many righties or lefties do we have coming up? And, you know, he's got to see X amount of batters like that stuff is just, yeah, that's not, that's not strategy. The whole baseball has a strategic point to it. Right. And when you take that away, Mm -hmm. You're losing that strategy, which is like you're losing a part of the game. I agree. I agree 100% with that. Yeah. We agree with that. Universal DH. Boom. We're okay with, with it. That. 
How about this? How about Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame slash can you be in the Hall of Fame if you are accused or found of using steroids? All right, let me hear your take on this first, because I have a very interesting one, to say the least. Okay, so Barry Bonds, in my opinion, is one of the greatest hitters ever in baseball. Um, I don't think you can tell, like I've said this before, you can't tell the story of baseball. You can't talk about the greats of baseball without mentioning Barry Bonds, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. There is an era in baseball that is marred by steroids, and it's very muddled. Who was proven to use it? Who was accused of using it? What report said this? What report said that? Who tested positive for what? Very muddled, okay? So we understand that there's a lot of players. I mean, Melky Cabrera, who's still currently playing. There's a lot of players that got snuck under the radar because they weren't huge names. I am okay with letting players into the Hall of Fame at the premier level, the Roger Clements, the Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa even because, and then you go back to those seasons after the 94 lockout, steroids, whether you want to believe it or not, steroids saved baseball. When we had the McGuire-Sosa home run race, and I'm from Chicago, and we got to see Sammy Sosa, the, the run. He's got 57. He's got 60. He's got 58. Like, that was so exciting for baseball fans, and even casual baseball fans who didn't watch baseball brought them to the game, brought them to the ball field. That ha- helped bring back baseball. So I think that was almost like a necessary part of, of baseball history. And I am okay with putting him in the hall of fame because he is one of the greatest hitters of all time. I agree with those points. Honestly, he, like you said, you can't tell the story of major league baseball without mentioning how incredible Barry Bonds was. And in my opinion, because it's quite, it's quite widely known that he used steroids. I mean, take a look. Take a look at a picture of him when he was on the Pirates versus when he was on the Giants. As a leadoff like hitter, right? Yeah. Like his head looked like a pumpkin. Like his head grew <laughs> so large in size. Like <laughs> physically, he was a monster. And like that's not from natural training because he was like twenty-seven, right? Like at that point, so that does that just doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> and yeah. and it, it's just crazy to me how incredible of a player he was. So. Now I'm conf- now like I'm not so sure. Like I I don't think he should belong in the Hall of Fame because again steroids really weren't cracked down on until like you know the 2000s like after the after the report came out in 2003 when we found out David Ortiz failed a failed a um a drug test but he's probably gonna get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So there's like double standards there. But like even though Ortiz failed a test, never served a suspension by the way. Do we let Bonds in? Because if you don't let Bonds in, you can't let Ortiz in. Because then there's just double standards there, and the vote. I mean, we all know how bad the voters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like advanced stat. How do I say this without sounding rude? I don't want to say advanced stat nerds because I just feel like that's just demeaning. What do I say? Advanced stat enthusiasts will go. Sure. Away. Yeah. Um, that, that's a good word for it. Um, they think they believe that Garrett Cole should have won the Cy Young Award instead of Robbie Ray, but the only reason that Robbie Ray won it was for a stunt, in my opinion. Because Garrett Cole, we, we know he was using, using foreign substances. Mm-hmm. But then again, a lot, of the, a lot of the pitchers in the league were. John Means on the Orioles was during, during his no-hitter. And I'm ashamed of that. Like, I'm, I'm sad because I, I found that out recently. Like, when I found that out, I thought he, won, I thought he got his no-hitter fair and square. Nope. Apparently not. Um, but so is at it... that point, it's like, but bringing it back full circle, I don't think we should let Bonds in the Hall of Fame because the game is a little bit different now. We don't want players who use steroids getting in the hall of fame because if we let bonds in we gotta let everyone else in 
And I don't think that the voters are going to want to let everyone else in. They want to let the best in. And that's Bonds. I don't think they're going to want to allow Sosa or McGuire or the other guys who use steroids to get in, like Roger Clemens, because it's widely known that he probably used steroids. He never failed a test, but like everyone used it back then. Well, when you say you got to let everybody in, I don't, I don't think that's true. I obviously think it's the best of the best. And Barry Bonds is in a, uh, a league of his own. And I would put Roger Clements in there too. Nobody has more Cy Youngs than Roger Clements. So I think right. those two, even if you let them in, it doesn't mean if you, I, th- I don't think that means you have to let Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in because they're, I don't think their careers were as prolific as Barry Bonds's. And I think we could agree that very good. They put up a lot of numbers, played for a lot of years and yes, put up a did. lot of home runs and RBIs and they're up there on the list for sure. But um yeah, so I just I don't think that is just a gateway to saying, well, if he goes in, then everyone's gonna go in. You know what I mean? Like when those when I would go to a teacher in college and it's like, oh, um, is there any chance like I could work for extra credit? And they're like, well, if I gotta give you extra credit, then I gotta give everyone else. And I'm like, no, you don't, because I'm asking you. I can't I'm asking for right. extra credit. Everyone else isn't. I came to you, so you don't have to give it to everyone. You can give it to me, That's- you know. Interesting perspective on that. I'm in college. I'm, I should use that advice. Yeah, right. When they <laughs> say, well, if advice. I give it to you, I got to give it. No, you don't. Because I'm asking. Nobody yeah. else is asking you. So, right. And I think I might have might have bespoke. I don't think that they should get in. Because like you said, their crews weren't like, their crews were really good. They had a very, they had very productive major league careers. But when I say open the door for them to go in, I mean, like, you got to give them ch- the chance to actually get it this time. Mm-hmm. because I think they were written off pretty quickly that no, no, they're not getting the whole thing. No, get, get, get them off the ballot. They're not getting in. So I think we need to put them back on the ballot, honestly. If we're going to let, let Bonds in or at least wait for the next like veterans committee or like some other random committee because there's so many to let them into the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, they can't go back on the ballot. They already spent 10 years on the ballot. But if we let Bonds in, do we let A-Rod in? Because I think we do. Yeah, I would be okay with that. And, but I don't think the voters would. And I'll well, tell you why, because, because it's an honors game because b- baseball, in their opinion, baseball is a game of honor and they want, you know, the best guys to get in the guys who like, who, who are like fan favorites. And if you're a New York Yankees fan, A-Rod was a fan favorite easily, no matter how big of a, a how big of a dickhead he was. Cause he, yeah. he really was one. He was not a nice person. I mean, on, uh, he's a good, he's a great television host now. Like he's a great TV personality. I can't even say I hate him. And I'm an Orioles fan saying mm-hmm. that. But the voters, I don't think, are going to put um, A-Rod in because he actually failed a test. And we know Bonds used steroids, but he never technically failed a test, even though he did obstruct with evidence uh, in a court case about his steroid use. But I don't know. Uh, the voters are very inconsistent. And that's the thing, too, about the voting. And I think we see that across all sports is, I mean, we saw this with, you probably saw with Aaron Rodgers and the Chicago writer Hub Arkush who's saying Aaron Rodgers is the meanest, the biggest jerk in the league and he shouldn't win MVP. And it's like, mm-hmm. nobody, this isn't a, a humanitarian uh, award, okay? <laughs> That's what the Walter Payton Award is for. Those are people that right. do incredible, extraordinary things off the field. This award is for the most valuable player. That means everything that happens in between the sidelines, nothing else. So, and I think like, yeah, these, these voters are very old, um, outdated. And like you said, if they let some, I don't, I just don't think the voters, they're not, they don't care about, you know, it's everything else that is associated with your production. 
Um, I just, I don't know who gets these votes and like why they get them. Some of these people, it's just like, you are just proving, I don't know. They're just very old people. I think just old, old white guys who are just like, this is how it should be and nothing else. You know what I mean? (laughs) Very not open-minded. I think that needs to be passed along to a new generation of voters. Right. But my other thing is that if we're going to pass on to another generation of voters, they need to be unbiased 100% because if they're biased at all, then it's just, it, then there's really not much of a change in my opinion. It doesn't matter the age of the voters. It doesn't matter like if they're like old white guys, if they're still just as biased as they are, it makes no difference whatsoever. Right. So we got to make sure that they're actually like unbiased voters. And obviously there's no such thing as unbiased, but at least appear as unbiased as possible yeah. to just appease the, appease the masses and appease the fans. And what I wanted to touch on earlier, what you brought up, you said you were ashamed that John Means used um, spider tech or whatever kind of substance he used. So is right. it is it cheating if everybody's doing it? Oh, now I've had this conversation with a bunch of my friends before. So because we've seen the spin rate go down on a lot of pitchers when that was released, right? They started tracking. Let's look garbage. at spin rate, right? Let's look at spin rate and control and things like that. So if everybody was doing it, because from what I've heard, I forgot what players said it, but he said this was something that was passed down from older generations of pitchers that said, this is what you do. You kind of mark it up here, add some water, whatever it is. And this is how you get a feel for the ball. So that's what mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that from a former player. Also too, if it gives you more control and makes it less dangerous because Sometimes we've seen balls get away from pitchers. It's a little too slick and might, you know, that two seam might run towards someone's head. It could be a little Mm -hmm. bit more dangerous too. So like I said, if everyone's doing, is it cheating? And I guess the answer in that case is no, because in order for someone to be considered cheating, they need to put themselves above the competition in that sense by creating an unfair playing field. So if everyone's doing it, it's not creating an unfair playing field unfair playing field if everyone's doing it so i guess the answer to that that hypothetical is no but they are still getting a an advantage over other i guess other pitchers and other and other offensive players at that point other, other um other position players so i guess to the position players yes it is because they have nothing to cheat against pitchers unless they're stealing signs mm-hmm. and we saw how that went with the with the houston astros you know like altuve got hit i think 20 times that season mm-hmm. after he was um i could be completely wrong but he got hit a lot after um, the cheating scandal came out. So there's no way for the hitters to put themselves at that same playing field as the pitchers. So to the other pitchers, no, it's not cheating, but to other hitters, it is because they have no, they can't put themselves on that same playing field. Now they're at a disadvantage. Right. Like it's not hard enough to already hit a moving 96 mile an hour baseball. Now it's like now hit it with more movement, right? Exactly. More rotations. Exactly. So at that point, what do you do? Because I, and all, uh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh my God. I hate that. Um, but <laughs> like, you can't do anything at that point to really put yourself on that same playing field. You really mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that they said it also gives you more control too. And I agree with everything that you said. Um, but I also think too, about like safety for pitchers, um, having more control of the ball um, kind of, some of them were, getting kind of close inside or whatever. So I, it all goes hand in hand, I guess, but um, it's just an interesting, an interesting idea. Right. Right. And then when you, when you talk about control about pitchers, um, it's a very cliche line that I think of, but I think it also does apply. If you can't as a, as a major league pitcher, and I say this 
as a non-athletic college student. Like I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a professional athlete. Wait, you're not. I'm, <laughs> you, didn't, yeah. you, you didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't know that? I, I'm not like six five and ripped. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. No, I've dreamt a lot about being that. I just don't think it's for me. Honestly, same Jack. Saying, you know what? No, <laughs> same. But my thing is that if you can't control your pitches, and if you're genuine, if you have a genuine fear of hitting um, position players when you're when you're pitching, and this, and I just and I remembered my line now. That's what I was going to say. You shouldn't be in the league. Right. Like if you can't if you can't command your pitches at least somewhat because I'm not expecting you to walk like nobody because obviously it's not, it's not possible unless you're like like Clayton Kershaw and walk like 15 batters or 20 or like 15 to 30 batters a year give or take yeah which is ridiculous that he does that um you should not be in the league mm-hmm. because if there is a huge risk of someone getting hit in the head or someone having a concussion when you're pitching right you shouldn't be on a major league mound you need to learn how to command your pitches. No, you're right. hundred percent. Okay. So I think that was good for Barry Bonds, Hall of Fame, steroids, and spider tech. How about this? And this is coming. So I am a lefty and I am a dead pull hitter. So this really hits home for me. Should the shift be banned? Oh, okay. I I touched about this issue a little bit in some of my videos, but I haven't really gotten into full depth with it. My answer is no, but it should be amended. What, how many infielders you can have on each side of the field, in my opinion, because <laughs> there's a reason why, uh, as it's said, there's a reason why there's, why there's a shift called the Manny shift now, because Manny Machado would play in shallow right field on the Padres whenever he'd be in a shift against lefties who are dead pole hitters. Um, that's just ridiculous. I think that there should be two infielders on each side of the field, like there should be. Um, where they can play should vary. But the shift itself, I think, in many ways, has definitely made the game of baseball a little bit more interesting. Because, and I'll tell you why, from a visual aspect. Because when you see two infielders on each side of the field, you know, it's like, like that's where they're supposed to be. First base, second base on the right side, and, and third base and shortstop on the left side. Um if you put four infielders on one side of the field and leave the left side open, you just bunt. Right. You know, but at the same time, off, I, and I've seen a lot of baseball fans say this, but I don't think they understand how hard this is to do. Learn to hit against the shift. Yeah. Just hit it the how, opposite way. That's, right. Yeah. That's, that's not as easy. That's not really not as easy as it sounds considering most pitchers are throwing 95 plus gas with incredible off speed pitches. Like that's not easy to do. I had a friend say the same thing to me. He's like, why, why don't they just hit it to the opposite side? And I'm like, bro, it is moving at a very incredible <laughs> rate of speed and it's moving up and down and side to side. He's like, dude, if you're a pro, you should be able to do that. I'm just like, you sound so ignorant right now. He's a hockey player. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that, but right. um, I am okay with it. I think that as a manager, you should be able to place your players wherever you want to on the field. Traditionally, there is, yeah, shortstop, second base. Everyone has a position where they should be. But against certain players, hitters, I think that you should be able to line up defensively however you want. Just like in football, if I want to run you know, a stacked box as opposed to man-to-man coverage or whatever, I should be mm-hmm. able to align that however I so please. 
And if you take advantage of that by laying down a you know push bunt towards a you know a shortstop, third base side, whatever, you should try and work on that, or you should try and do that. I think Max Muncy did that recently. Um, some I mean, someone else. I mean, you need to learn how to adjust to that then, because then they will start playing you true then, right? So I just think right. as a manager, you should be able to play your players wherever you like on the field. And I like that perspective, and I agree with a lot of it. It's just it comes to a point where you're having like four outfielders. Like when your third baseman is playing shallow right field and you have like a regular right fielder, like I saw, mm-hmm. okay. When I started thinking, should we ban the shift? The moment that really caused me to start thinking that was when I saw, when I was watching a game, um, I was watching a San Diego uh, Padres broadcast and a guy hit the ball, hit, hit a ball down the right field line. And I saw Manny Machado fielded in the right field corner, a third <laughs> baseman in the shift. Like, it's just saying that sounds so ridiculous. Right. It really does. Like saying it just sounds like, no, no, that, that couldn't have been Manny, right? Oh my God, that is him. Mm-hmm. How the hell is he? Do- it's like, at what point does it come to, like, it's just pure ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a word. I think it's a word. Um, but like, yeah, they've it, got a show about it, right? Rob Deerdeck, ridiculousness. That, <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Um, it, it's just like, it's absurd. It really is. I think certain shifts should be banned, but the shift itself should not be. Mm-hmm. So you're more you so know? about just, uh, like you said, amending it or um, putting some parameters around how egregious it could be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. But I don't that- think we should like take it out of the game because it, it is a huge part of the game. Right. I mean, that's why they have those cards in their hats, right? Where, where am I lining up defensively? What are his tendencies? Things like that. And I think, yeah, that's a part of the strategy of baseball that I appreciate. Yeah, I could, I, I could say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So my biggest, um, I saw one of your videos that said, um, what is your biggest, um, I don't know, gripe with baseball? Or like, what would you change about baseball? Something like that. But my biggest thing is umpires should have a maximum of 10 years to umpire and then you're done. I don't think there should be old (laughs) umpires. And for this reason, as you get older, your eyes get worse. And that is just a fact. That is science. Your, Your eyes do not get better or improve or stay the same. They consistently get worse and worse and worse. And I think we see that a lot. Angel Hernandez, um, um, What's his name? Turkey neck, Joe West. So he actually just retired. He did. Thank God. So I just think there should be a term limit, just like there should be a term limit for a lot of positions and jobs in this country. Um, And umpiring should be one of them. What are your thoughts? I actually agree with you. I haven't really thought about that take at all. Actually, that's a brand new take. Um, No, I completely agree with that. You know, keep the umpiring position young, keep it fresh because Nobody wants Joe West in the league. Nobody wants Angel Hernandez in the league. And, I, and I'm, not a, I'm not a major league affiliate. I'm not like partnered with MLB. I'm not like one of those. Uh, I'm not in the creator class. So I can say this freely. Right. Nobody wants old umpires in the league because at the end of the day, they do contribute to a lot of why baseball fans hate umpires. Mm-hmm. Like them themselves existing is a huge like reason as to why baseball isn't fun for a lot of, for, for a lot of fans. And it, there have I been think, so many bad calls. Well, not even the bad, 
not even the bad calls when they make the game about themselves. I think that's when the hate comes in too, right? Um, mm-hmm. Madison Baumgartner miss. He got a, it was called ball, and he's Madison's looking at him. And Joe West, they just had a staring competition. Like these kind of uh, things yeah. where they want mm-hmm. to they want to impose their their will or their power their into the game. Right. Yeah, and it's like, listen, you're not a part of the game. You're here to call balls and strikes and make calls. You're like, here to officiate the game. You're not playing. If you exactly. wanted to play, you should have played when you were younger. And that's the thing that pisses me off or that bothers me is like when they try to put themselves in front of him, it's like, dude, nobody cares about you. No, quit trying to make exactly. it about you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. And umpires themselves have been a huge. Um, okay. Just as a hist for like a history part of the game, umpires have blown so many horrible calls, like the perfect gaming Detroit, um, that we we all remember that i think if you're like an older baseball fan if you know you know um armando galarraga i think galarraga I, yeah. I think that was his name i don't th- i don't think armando was his first name i don't remember what his first name no was, but... i believe you're right yeah oh wow okay then my yeah. baseball history mind still works yeah um yeah there was a perfect game uh bottom of the ninth two outs and uh he blew a call first base and the umpire was in tears after the game like he knows he messed up the call but he can't do anything about it um it is we Armando Galarraga. Okay, cool. I'm glad I got that right. I, I would have really been annoyed if I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then another instance in which umpires were just blatantly failing, and it's a good thing that reviews were actually part of the game then, was in the ALDS between the Red Sox and the Yankees. And remember how many how many calls Angel Hernandez blew? Mm-hmm. How many they had to go to review? Like four or five right. were overturned just by Angel Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see stuff like that, it's unbelievably terrible for the game of baseball. It's embarrassing. It really is. And I'm not so, so sure if it has to do with like the umpires themselves being horrible, their judgments being horrible, or if it's their vision. Because we can't have like 65, 75-year-old umpires behind the plate calling balls and strikes when they have less than half a second to react. Right. You know? Like and we I think- need to have like either 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 robotic umpires or like the um like the like what they're doing in the low uh low minors where they're um where there's a machine calling balls and strikes and it relays it to the umpire and they can call it, mm-hmm. you know? So at least they can keep umpires in the game, like the human aspect in the game. Cause if you do remove umpires from the game, I know I'm ranting here and I apologize. No, but mm-hmm. if you have, if you keep umpires in the game, you're saving a lot of jobs because a lot of people, do, a lot of umpires do rely on umpiring full time for their income. And mm-hmm. it's at like the top, like, you know, the top level of the game. Cause I'm sure minor league umpires make like dirt, nothing like the players do. Um, that's a whole other issue. Um, but if you remove umpires, I think that changes the game like significantly. But if you keep umpires in the game, it keeps at least one part of baseball, you know, the same. You, even when the West, even when the rest of the game is changing rapidly per season. I like having umpires in the game because I think baseball represents life to me. And life isn't always fair. And balls and strikes sometimes. Balls are called strikes and sometimes strikes are called balls. And I like that. I like that baseball is or was an imperfect game. There is no before the replay, before all that stuff. I loved that it is a imperfect game judged by imperfect people. And that element 
really uh, just kind of resonates as why I think baseball is the greatest sport of all time. And I just love it so much because there is that element of error and that is life. And that is a part of the game and things like that. Sometimes you get a bad call and how are you going to respond to that? So I do like that element in there. And then as to the umpires, I think it's important to get some fresh blood um, into umpiring, like younger guys, you know, serve a decade. The 10 years is a good, I mean, that's a good career, 10 years, and mm. then you're done. Pump up some new blood. I don't need to see, you know, the same umpire since I was 15 years old. Get some new blood in there. There should, it should be a, a, a turnover. There should be, you know, that kind of, I think that would be good for, for the game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I agree. And I really, I, I must say, I really do like your point about imperfect people. Um, umpiring an imperfect game that's a very new perspective to me as well thanks for bringing that up. Oh, i love that yeah that's um i mean something my father taught to me and just kind of when i grew up it was just yeah i we i just think yeah baseball is a good metaphor for life and my dad always said you know it's an imperfect game played by or judged by imperfect people and you know you, you get some calls and sometimes you don't get calls remember in little league when because i played first base you know like i'd get a, a toss from my shortstop down the line and i'd swipe and pretend i got him on the head and i'd start running to the dugout and the umpire would be like you're out and i totally whiffed you know a part of the game is like <laughs> selling it did you sell it like i learned how to do that right. you know the, the tag got him or whatever it is like oh you got to sell the play because you, you know the, it till you make it right when you're in those younger leagues or whatever they don't got replays and they're just you know young kids calling the game but if you can sell that like you'll get the calls to go your way so i think that's that's fun that's a part of the game yeah i'm with you on that one that's a new perspective right there and but at the other side because there's always two sides to a coin Mm -hmm. the other the other side of the coin is do you want there to still be all fully missed calls because at one point at one point how many missed calls do you have to get in order for there to be a change you know, and we've seen so many missed calls throughout history. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just with a few of the ones that I mentioned, how many of those are we going to get before there's a huge change? Because baseball is an imperfect game. Imperfect people are going to call the game. But how imperfect can they get until there's an actual change? You know what I mean? And I think right. that's why a lot of baseball fans were inquiring about that. And I do understand their perspective, but I don't think baseball is ready to make that change yet. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, we got our last one here, Jack. We have all right. Should bat flipping be banned? Slash, what do you think about celebrating in general? Oh my god, no! Oh, no, 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 no. We can't. Okay, no. I feel like the only people that actually have issues with bat flipping are just older, older, older baseball fans because there are the game play the right way, in -hmm. their opinion. Right. There are people that do complain about it though. There are people who do complain about it. Yeah, there are. But then again, that's their problem, in right. my opinion. Yeah, because every, every everyone looks at baseball a different way. I look at it and I and I see like Ronald Acuna bat flipping. That makes me excited. That makes me hyped up. That right. keeps me engaged in the game because baseball is a long game. Baseball is a boring game for a, like unless uh, other than a very few amount of moments throughout a game, it's a very boring game. I can easily say that. Right. You know, I'm an Orioles fan. I watched a lot of games last year. There were a lot of exciting moments and a lot of hellishly boring moments. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, um, especially on the pitching side. God, we were terrible. Yeah. Um, but but the, the point is that you can't take celebrating on a baseball. I mean, it's these players aren't robotic. You know, they have emotions. 
let him show it. Let him let Max Scherzer, you know, foam from his mouth on the mouth. Like that's exciting yeah, to watch. Yeah. Let let um let what's his name? Emmanuel Classe get hyped up after throwing 102 mile an hour cutters in the ninth inning of a game, you know? Like there's no reason why players can't bat flip. But when it gets disrespectful. Like, so you where's know, that like, line, like, Jack? Where's that line? Exactly. Because there's celebrating and then there's rubbing your face in it, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. I think it comes to a point where if you're yelling at the pitcher, like, like if you, if oh, Carlos Gomez, run, do you remember him? Oh, how can I forget him? Carlos oh Gomez, so him obnoxious. And got, got into each other's faces. Oh yep. my God, I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't see in that aspect, disrespect is subjective. So I guess the umpires of that game are going to have to decide like, hey, no, no, you can't yell at the other pitchers you can't yell at the other position players but at the same time you can't just take emotion out of the game of baseball you know right. i don't think you can i don't think you could possibly do that without sacrificing a huge part of your fan base mm-hmm. like and the reason why i say that is if you look on tiktok and you're on like and you get like a lot of baseball videos on your for you page i'm sure you've seen a fair share of like baseball edits you know because mm-hmm. i know i have i have like i have like a bunch of um tiktok friends who are um who are um who have edit accounts and they would have nothing to edit if there were no more um, bat flips in the game. There were no more like players having each other up in the game. Right. Like you take, you can't take that out of baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying. I feel like they're trying to do that, do that with football a little bit with unsportsmanlike conduct. You know, like yeah, and stuff like that. And we're seeing how well that's going. Right. It's not. You can't do that with baseball. You just can't. Yeah, I think that obviously, yeah, is a part of the game. And I don't. I think um, it's directed towards more of the hitters right now and i don't think anybody really yeah bats and i when max scherzer's on the mound saying motherfucker i'm gonna fucking strike you out like you know like you said <laughs> foaming at the mouth cursing you could read his lips and you're like hey yes, psychopath like okay um yeah. and then the two yeah. psycho when you go at psycho. right and when you go at each other we saw madison Bumgardner and max muncie either you know two years ago a year ago whatever it was you know he said mm. go get the ball out of the ocean after he was talking shit and <laughs> i love that i think all that stuff is great for the game pitchers you know celebrating yeah if you can throw 102 miles an hour and you're blowing it past people i would get hyped or if yeah then you get a hold of one and you hit it out i think yeah you should be able to express emotions and um, the, the thing I don't like is when it gets dangerous, when you're retaliating by throwing at people's heads. No, nah, I agree with you. Um, I, I, if it comes to a point where you're retaliating and throwing at guys' heads, I mean, it's just, that's too much. Yeah. I think when, you're, when, you're, when it comes to physically injuring players and, you know, getting your feelings that, that hurt where you feel the need to throw and try and, like, cause players like physical injury that gets that that goes too far that's on the pitcher to decide if they want to do that or not right i mean if they get like thrown out of the rhythm and get that out of sync with themselves during a game because they're that rattled from a player you know like celebrating i think it comes to a pitcher problem not necessarily a like a like a offensive player problem mm. but I, I i don't know i i will say though i do love brawls I do love watching. I, I do love watching, you know, Amir Garrett flying at the Pittsburgh Pirates dugout trying to fight everyone. Yes, you know, like when, when, yes, when mm-hmm. Puig. Exactly. Um, and a few years ago, if you're an Orioles fan, you'll remember this pretty well. If you've been watching us for a little bit, Manny Machado and Jordana Ventura, may he rest in peace. Uh, when they went at it on the mound, mm-hmm. like that was, 
That was fight night at Camden Yards, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That was yeah. so much fun. Oh my god! And when and then another Manny moment when he threw, when he tried to throw the bat at Fernando Abad. Yeah. When he got hit, when he got he, he got hit in the leg, and he swung and missed and tried to throw the bat at um at the pitcher and yeah. then throwing at Donaldson. Yeah, down the third baseline, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then he stepped on um who's he stepped on someone's heel at first base too. I forgot Aguilar. who that was. Jesus Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah. Yeah, back yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, love, I don't him. Like love him as an Oriole fan, but my God, I didn't realize how big of an ass he was after he left. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Yeah. A lot of those little moments. And I saw those um because you'll see those like in the edits, like you said. And I've seen a lot with, yeah, Carlos Gomez, things I don't remember. And then you see those and you're like, oh my God, I remember that. And just like, mm-hmm. what an asshole you are, dude. Just like <laughs> such a piece of shit for, you know. And I was doing- retired. Right. retired now isn't that crazy yeah Aye. so all right well jack those were good um points good conversation where um i want to know one thing i want to see um it is january so what are some of your your plans for for this year what are your goals for you know daily dose of baseball or kind of what do you what do you see yourself doing this year so for tiktok uh i mean i've, I've made a video with some goals that i have one of the goals that i have is that want to reach 30,000 followers and I reached 10,000 in five or six months. And the reason why I gained, I gained so many followers in such a short time, I think is because I've had like eight or nine videos blow up. Mm-hmm. And the first video I posted where I went, when I realized that I should start posting every single day, gained like 145,000 views in two days, like 15,000 likes. It's now sitting at like, I think 200,000 views and 30,000 likes, give or take. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that was one of my favorite videos of all time. But I think that is my favorite video of all time. And I've gained a lot of followers, like 900, like 1,000 followers, like a couple times, just through like a couple of videos. So I want to see if I can gain followers consistently from like, you know, not blowing up as much. Even though I do love, I do love when my videos get on the For You page. Yeah. Um, I want to gain 30,000 followers. Or I want to be at 30,000 followers by the end of 2022. That's, that's my first goal. Even though my follower count isn't exactly a huge reason as to why I make videos. I make videos because I love it. You know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't, if I didn't like it. I don't do it for the views. I don't do it for the likes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love interacting with other fans. I love interacting with, with, with comments. I make videos about other comments right. because I love seeing them. And I want to be more active on like Twitter and Instagram, you know, because I don't really have that many followers on either platform. So I'd love to learn what specifically I should post on there. I'm going to ask like Mets RSL who's one of my friends or Scotty. He's one of my good friends. I'm going to ask him what I should start posting about. Uh, Cause I have no idea what to post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, my last goal, and I'm sure I have more in my head. I just can't think of any is I want to be able to sit down on maybe like on a live stream or collaborate on a video with a professional baseball player, whether mm-hmm. they're a minor leaguer, a major leaguer playing overseas, like independent baseball, I'd love to talk to a baseball player because I'm still a baseball fan at heart, you know, and I'd love to talk to a baseball player and just talk about the, talk about the game of baseball with them and see how different their perspective of the game is to a baseball fan with my perspective. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd love to do that. That's, that's a lifelong dream I've had just to talk to a baseball player. So I now have a bit of a following. I don't want to get too big of a head, too big of a head when I say that, but I have a bit of a following now and I'd love to, I just love to see where that goes. I really would. I think 2022 I, has a lot in store for a lot of baseball creators. And I'd hopefully like to be on that, on that boat when everything takes off. I agree. I think you are going to hit 30,000 followers by summer. 
It's only January. I think you think so. I we're going to cut this clip up in August and we're going to come back to this. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, Pete, you were right, man. It only took till summer. It's going to be 30,000 by summer. Just by summer, I'm at eleven thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you are. Yeah, you're rapidly yeah. growing. You put out good content. So let everyone know where they can follow you, um, so they can so they can follow you as well. So if they're listening to this or they're watching this, all right. Well, to all those uh, audio listeners, my name is Jack or Daily Dose of Baseball on TikTok. It's at Daily Dose of Baseball. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, I believe, with the same username, and on Twitter is I think my, my, my handle is the CEO of sleep because that was my original username on TikTok and I changed it to daily dose of baseball. So that's where you can find me. I post TikTok videos every single day, usually two to three a day. Uh, I go live occasionally. I mainly go live on Instagram though. So if you want to catch me on there, that's where you'll find me. The CEO of sleep found you. Yes, sir. So I couldn't find you before. All right. So I got you on there. Jack. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a educated, well-informed, opinionated <laughs> baseball fan. I appreciate uh, all the content that you put out. We'll continue to keep watching you and um, just watch you grow uh, the rest of this year. Thank you, brother. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I hope, yeah. I hope you had a good time. And we can um, definitely do this again. Once you hit your goals a lot earlier than uh, than you think you did. Well, I certainly hope so. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you next time. Lost in the Shuffle.